Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, Five Reasons YouTube. Make sure you hit subscribe. You'll get all of our streams, including before floor, an hour before every heat game. Post up 5R as soon as the heat game ends. And stuff on the other sports as well. We've got an F1 show. We've got a hurricane show. We've got plenty of Marlins and Dolphins programming. Make sure you subscribe to the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Check out FiveReasonsSports.com. That one you don't have to subscribe just click on it we do not have a paywall and check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network if you're here at ftx arena you've probably seen our friend eric rubenstein you may have even seen him in that jimmy butler t-shirt the other day he's a different kind of personal injury attorney but he'll get your money for you so check him out at ask about me i got you on instagram ask about me i got you or or reach out to him at 954-829-ERIC. That's 954-829-ERIC. If you got a slip and fall, medical malpractice, car accident, he's the guy to go to. He's from this area. He graduated from St. Thomas University down here. And, of course, he's a huge Miami Heat fan. So reach out, 954-829-ERIC. That's 954-829-ERIC for Eric Rubenstein, personal injury attorney. And now, tonight's episode. Down to yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan with me, Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket on Twitter. Uh, We are here, excited, feeling good about the Miami Heat's 2-0 lead in the best of seven series against the Philadelphia 76ers. Ha ha, we're just going to laugh at them every time we say them. Uh, they the, the Heat pulled out a 119-103 victory tonight. A lot to take from this game. Um, I say that after a lot of playoff games, but this one in particular, I think there were, there were fun things to get into that we will unpack as we go. Um, but the big thing that I, I kind of, I guess, Alex, where I want to start is Oladipo. That's where I'm starting tonight. Um, if he comes and he plays like this and it works and, like, they don't have lineup issues and the chemistry stuff figures itself out in terms of, like, who can play on the floor when, to me – it changes everything about what I thought this team, I already thought they were good enough to, to win it all, but then there's this talent thing that gets revved up a notch. If you actually have this type of Victor Oladipo in the mix, I know that Alex, you've been on the Oladipo train since day one. 
this is kind of like exactly what we were envisioning happening and it's unfolding. I know it's just a couple games y'all, but yo, Depot is responsible now, responsible, I'm using air quotes, for big contributions into Heat playoff victories in this run so far. Alex, talk about Victor Oladipo tonight. I mean, this is the most impressive game I think he's had um, this season. And that, you know, obviously I think he had the the huge performance against the Magic in the last game of the season, which is awesome to see. He had the big performance versus the Raptors. But as far as in an important game, like this is what we wanted to see, right? He gave you just about everything that we kind of have been hoping for since the Heat acquired him. The only kind of place where he didn't shine tonight was as a playmaker because he had, you know, four turnovers and only one assist. Other than that, he was awesome, just awesome on the defensive end. I think easily his most impressive defensive performance, and that's saying a lot because he's been pretty solid on that end ever since they've acquired him. And he just did an incredible job uh, guarding James Harden all game, just was not giving him anything. Obviously, the Heat show a lot of bodies every time Harden has the ball, and they did a great job sticking to their defensive principles again. Even though Harden had a decent game, I just think Oladipo, when he was on him, did a great job. Did a great job at the top of the zone uh, with Caleb. And offensively, just gave you everything. You know, 6 of 11, three threes, got to the line four times. Just a complete uh, burst of energy out there on both ends of the floor. And he was just doing a lot of fitting in. Like, he wasn't uh, necessarily having uh, plays run for him. He wasn't necessarily even running a a pick and roll at all. Usually, we'll see when he gets out there, he'll get uh, a rep or two of those. And I feel like I don't even remember if I saw that tonight. But... He took 11 shots and only four of them were threes. That's what I like, right? I already mentioned the four free throws because it feels like when he's just kind of fitting in and taking open shots, but those aren't the majority of his shots, that's when he looks good, when he's kind of mixing up the, the, the different types of looks he's getting out there. I uh, apologize if there's any background noise here in the arena. But, yeah, I, I just think what we saw from him tonight is the exact type of performance that I think you can count on going forward, not necessarily, you know, 19 points every game, but in the sense of, Oladipo being able to fit in as a essentially a high-end role player on both ends of the floor. Like, I just feel great about him. He actually looks like, you know, just an extra secret weapon that the Heat have at this point. And, like, Gabe, Caleb, those guys uh, as defensive players have been awesome. And those guys have taken big leaps this year as rotation players for the Heat. But as far as, like, Victor Oladipo, he's just a different level because he can get to a shot whenever he wants, man. Yeah, so we're going to keep this rolling because it's good for the listeners to know this. So check this out, man. Like Alex is in the in the back of FTX Arena. He has the NBA app, like NBA TV logo behind him. I'm giving you guys, I'm illustrating what's taking place. And they're like trying to wrap things up around the arena is I guess what's taking place. And so what you're hearing as Alex is talking is them wrapping stuff up at FTX Arena. But we are... We are giving this to you live, y'all. So that's just how it's coming. For for trespassing in this NBA TV room, because I'm definitely not supposed to be here. But you know, we gotta we gotta find a way to make content, no matter what. We gotta turn out this content. So I had to find this room to start recording. That's that is that seems to be Ethan's motto anyway. Um, Quickly, we'll we'll end the bench conversation. Tyler Hero, the uh, you know sixth man of the year, comes out as sharp as ever. Um, there were a couple shots, you know, I didn't love, but I, I could tell that he was just trying to, to see how hot he could get overall rebounded above his size, um, hit three threes, 
ultimately, I think like this was a really good series and we're going to talk about Bam and after the break here, but we wanted to see a Tyler hero series. This is now two games of sharp Tyler. So to me, um, the development of having both Vic and Tyler now at your disposal off the bench for different ways. Obviously, one guy will go and hunt down players and the other um, will allow you to not get hunted, depending on the matchups, which it was I, I, I don't know if you saw that quote that Doc Rivers said that they maybe tried to hunt guys too much in game one. I didn't see him do it as much in, in, tonight and it didn't matter. Um, but, you know, Tyler Hero was great. Any other uh, thoughts on the bench in particular? I know it was essentially Dwayne Dedman, Caleb Martin, Hero, and Depot off the bench tonight. We'll see what happens. I don't expect Kyle to be back until they lose a game. They're going to keep resting Kyle. So just expect that to be how it goes. I actually also don't really expect Joel Embiid to be back. That's just me personally. Uh, but I digress there. Alex, the bench. Any other thoughts there before we shift to the starting lineup? Not too many. I thought, I mean, you already uh, got to it as far as Tyler. I just think he's looked great in this series, just so much better than he looked against the Hawks, where it felt like he was kind of uh, not schemed out because it wasn't a scheme thing. It was more like there was just a lot of times where it felt like, okay, where, you know, you were kind of waiting for that scoring burst from Tyler as they, as they usually get when he comes in the game. And he, I think he only had one game where he looked like himself really as a scorer versus the Hawks and has looked like himself in both of these games. So that's obviously great to see because they they need him to be this guy to, to reach the expectations that, you know, that they have for themselves. So obviously that kind of assuages any sort of concerns that anybody had. And I think the same goes, and I know I'm not talking about bench here, but same goes for Bam, right? Because they both had uh, two good games so far in this series after both of them struggling. So, you know, the bench did their job. I, I love what I saw from uh, Caleb in both of these games, even though I was telling Brady in the first game, um, he hasn't necessarily stood out. I don't think he necessarily stood out again tonight, but he's just kind of out there doing the dirty work, right? Like he, he'll get you a couple of buckets here and there, maybe a three, maybe a layup, but he, he's just out there playing above his size, game in, game out. And, you know, they're playing at the top of the zone and he, he's really just turned himself into a nice player here. And even when he's not scoring, he's just doing a good ass job. And uh, the, the bench is very solid at this point. I think Deadman's been a little bit up and down. But uh, he was he was definitely better tonight than he was last game. That's for sure. Yeah, Caleb is kind of like um, I equate it to a little bit like a lineman. Like if you don't hear his name throughout a game, that's probably a good thing. Uh, like he's just he's solid out there. He's not making mistakes. He may not be making too many highlight plays, although he's always in line for one. You never know when when one may pop up. Caleb is capable of that. Uh, he, he, he has been solid. I agree with you there. Um, as far as the bench goes, Tyler Hero, uh, you know, you mentioned um, him continuing to look good and what that means. He was at his over under on prize picks was 17 and a half points tonight. I went over. He got to 18. So he just skated right over the line for me. Um, I also took Bam over 32 and a half points, rebounds and assists. He got to 35. So that was slightly over for me. And I took the under on James Harden, 37 and a half points, rebounds and assists. And I hit that. So guess what? That was a $5 play and I won 25 bucks. This is on prize picks. You can download the app. You can go to prizepicks.com. Um, Use the code five. That's how you get your initial deposit doubled up to $100. But it's super cool. You essentially, uh, you choose your favorite players. Uh, you can mix and match sports, mix and match games, teams. Um, I, you know, focused in on this game tonight. 
and you choose in the over and under on different stat props, whether it's points, it's three point makes, whether it's points, rebounds, assists combined. Um, and then you essentially, the more you get right together, the more you win, you can win up to 10 times, 20 times your money sometimes. So it's, it's a super fun way to play daily fantasy. Use the code five F I V E that will double your initial deposit. Uh, you can get the app. So wherever you download apps, that's where you can go, but also go to prizepicks.com. The desktop uh, version is really cool. Great information there as well. Again, use the code five prize picks daily fantasy made easy. My favorite. Okay. So I've been getting uh, some notes from Alex as we go here. Uh, let's see the fun stuff. Uh, Alex, before I dive into the starting lineup, because there's some there's some people in the starting lineup. Well, there's two. There's PJ Tucker and Jimmy that the way that they are just so consistently doing what they do is really, really good for a team come playoff time. And then we're going to get into BAM, et cetera. But uh, give the audience the stats that you've been able to dig up um, just on just this combined field goals between Harden, Maxi and Harris, I think is interesting. So uh, this is just a game where I, I feel we talked about, you know, all season. And I mentioned earlier that the help defense principles that the Heat have shown all season when going against like top tier players, especially when they, you know, will kind of hone in on a guy. And we've seen them do that throughout, you know, the, the playoffs, throughout the Hawks series. We saw it game one and then we saw it again, again tonight. So you would think that that's kind of the formula for the rest of the team having to beat you. And the Sixers have just not been able to do that at all. Like, they've been getting plenty of open threes that they've been just missing. Another game tonight where, you know, they weren't able to shoot. They they shot eight of 30 from three after only making five threes last game. And all, all of it has just kind of been on the on their three best players. Like, despite all the help defense stuff and, and every and all the bodies that the Heat show, specifically out Harden and secondarily Maxi, those two plus Tobias were combined from the field tonight, 27 of 54, right, which is – what is that exactly 50%? So yeah, it is very, very good nights. Uh, yeah, it's not on like, them. If you're a Sixers fan, like you could not ask for more from those guys. Cause everybody was saying Harden needs to be Harden, et cetera. Not that it's all on him. All those guys had pretty yeah. good games, you know, relative to the type of defense they're seeing out there relative to not having him beat out there. Cause Jesus Christ, their front court is just awful. So um, it's, it's really just up to them. The Sixers' depth is not coming through at all. I wasn't particularly high on them before the series, but even now it's like, wow, I think this series might actually. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I've gone quickly, maybe even if Embiid was playing. That's how low I feel about the Sixers' depth, even though they'd probably, you know, just be playing their main guys. But essentially, they, they've just done a – I think the Heat have done a great job uh, sticking to their plan no matter what, even when they're, you know, the – the Sixers' best players start to ball out. I mean, and then on offense, the, the thing that stuck out to me was they had a they had a not great uh, offensive game in, in game one, specifically half-court offense. It wasn't just threes, I think. Like, uh, they weren't able – I mean, they were able to get good looks, but the half-court offensive rating was, I think, 87 or something like that uh, last game. Tonight, it was 107. 
So 20 points per 100 possessions better than it was last game. Just, you know, I think it's very good to see in general because although the Sixers are missing Embiid, that's just obviously the one thing that we've been monitoring all season. So, you know, getting getting to score at that high of a level and also, you know, once again, dominating the boards. They, I think they out-rebounded them by 15 tonight. Actually, no, but it was by 10. It was by 10. But uh, I just think, you know, they've kind of set the tone for the series already. They've obviously taken control, and I just don't really think the Sixers have inspired much confidence, if you're a Sixers fan, that they're actually going to be able to secure these wins uh, in Philadelphia because you really need the other guys to step up. They probably will shoot a little better at home, but, man – the team outside of those three guys, it's just weak. Yeah, and and you also can't expect that James Harden is going to continue to be as efficient as he was. I mean, he wasn't great, but 6 of 15 in James Harden land is like, you know, he's doing prime Jordan he stuff right there. He got to the line. Seven and so seven. And yeah. then had more uh, assists and turnovers. Like, that's, you know. He, yeah, it's, it's what they need. Tyrese Maxey, let me just stop and say. Dude is nasty. He's awesome. I like him a lot. It sucks that he's on the Sixers. I hope he somehow finds his way away from Clutch and the Sixers so that I can start becoming a Tyrese Maxey fan. Um, They only had eight turnovers tonight. Alex, to your point about, like, they got the game that they needed to get from multiple guys, but the Heat still shot 48% from three, 51% from two. So the Sixers can't guard Miami. That's something that's uh, abundantly clear. Um, I don't know that how much that changes if Joel Embiid does come back. I mean, I saw a report that he just now can have cell phone light up to his eye. So, like, how effective is he going to be? I think it's something to think about. Everyone on the 76ers bench looks like they play at LA Fitness and they need to get in the gym. Like, they all got, like, that same build. I mean, it's probably my build, honestly. Like, I'm making fun of them, and it's, like, basically what I look like out there. Um they're not doing nothing. This Paul Reed character had as many uh, fouls as he had made field goals talking about how the heat would, um, would flinch down the stretch, et cetera. So I, I am not feeling this Sixers team, even if Embiid returns, is there something I'm missing? Is there any like blind spot that I have here as we um, look, we're going to look ahead to game three here in a moment, but just as we put a bow on game two, was there any blind spot tonight? Um, I just want to also sneak in. Jimmy can t- 12 assists and two turnovers while Kylo's out. Bam, having another huge game in this series, essentially showing folks that, like, maybe it's just a little bit of matchup de- dependent stuff here. Uh, is there anything that I should be, as we head up to Philadelphia, worried about? Alex, is there anything that you have seen that you're like, eh, that's something we need to tighten up because I'm a little concerned there? Not necessarily. Like, I guess if I had to point at stuff, uh, interestingly enough, the, you know, Doc Rivers didn't throw out the zone at all tonight after throwing it out for a large portions of the second quarter last game, which is where the Heat actually got stagnant offensively specifically and ended up giving up um, a lead at the end of the second quarter there. Sixers extended it to five and everything, you know, what happened ever since then. But they were able to muck up the Heat's offense with the zone there. Not that that's something you throw out for a whole game. They didn't throw it out at all, period. Meanwhile, on the other end of the floor, the Heat were throwing it out like crazy, even more than the Sixers did. And that's not necessarily something the Heat have done a whole lot of this season. I felt like they, they did a lot of it last year and the season before, but specifically last year. And um, I feel like this season, it's it's been more about the switching and the helping and all the stuff we've talked about. And, you know, zone, 
has been very rare. And tonight we saw it for a long time. And I was talking to Brady because uh, just a random note here. Uh, Ethan has been staying in the same media seat. They moved me and Brady. But, you know, we're still in the 100 level. So still nothing to complain about, of course. But it's it's been me and Brady. Uh, and I was just and I was just pointing out to him, like, how do you beat this zone if you're the Sixers and you're throwing out a lineup with Paul Reed, Ty Bull, and Danny Green, who could not hit anything tonight and just hasn't hit anything this series. And it was actually brutal to watch him out there. Worse than any Duncan uh, terrible shooting performance. Danny Green was brutal out there. But, yeah, it's just, like, impossible to beat a zone when you've got two non-shooters in Ty Bull and Reed, and then Danny, who's supposed to be a shooter, could not – I mean, was missing dunks out there tonight. So, yeah, the, the zone thing was interesting to me. And I, I I wonder if they throw it out there, if the Sixers go back to it at home. And, you know, the Sixers, the only thing they really beat the Heat in tonight was transition. They they actually were able to get some stuff going in transition. The the Heat weren't. Uh, it was basically the in the the transition offensive ratings. The, the Sixers had the, the much better one, according to the – I mean, compared to the Heat, whereas that was kind of the inverse of what happened in half court, where the Sixers were terrible, the Heat were great. So that's kind of been weird, but that's I don't really think that's anything to worry about. Uh, the only thing that I think can lead to a, to the Sixers winning a game at home, because I, I really wouldn't be surprised if the series is a sweep. I think they're that like I, I think they're that weak without Embiid. But the only thing that I think can get them to win a game is a hot shooting night, because like I said earlier, the Heat will allow these threes, and like you've got to think they'll. They'll have a hot shooting night at home. Maybe Korkmaz, Danny Green, or, or you know, Niang are finally able to hit threes because those guys, those guys were good three-point shooters all season. Other than that, I don't see where else, you know, they can go. Like, they've gotten pretty good nights from Maxie and Harris. You know, they had the good night from Harden tonight. I just think if it's not the other guys hitting threes and making those shots that the Heat are allowing them to take, it's done for them. Like, this, I, I, I'm expecting a sweep right now. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm with you there. Danny Green, one of 10 from the field, one of nine from three. Bro, stop shooting. Uh, Danny Green, uh, he definitely had some issues going on, some disasters going on. Uh, and one of our great sponsors specializes in helping you when you do have disasters such as Danny Green's game tonight. And that's Water Cleanup of South Florida. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim dealing with a water mold or fire damage issue? Looking for a reputable, fully licensed, insured and certified contractor? Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, their whole crew over there, they're prepared to handle any size disaster. The guys are third-generation contractors in South Florida, so continuing to maintain their sterling reputation is extremely important to them. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed building contractor. They provide A to Z service, one-stop shopping that every busy homeowner or business owner may require. There's no need to bring in any other contractors. They'll handle it all for you. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell. That's 954-579-0356. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-579-0356. If you got the schmutz like Danny Green had tonight, they got the guts. All right, so um, we let's just quickly look ahead because um, as I'm looking here, it looks like there's no basketball tomorrow night. Um, 
They've now shelved all of the games until Saturday. So that's when the game, that. that's when the game threes are happening. So tomorrow's going to suck. Um, so let's, so we're going to need stuff to talk about tomorrow is where I'm leaning in. So we're not going to go too heavy into game three, but let's talk about one thing as we look ahead to game three that we think, huh? How can I frame this? Is there anything? So, it, you know, you could say there's nothing and then we can end the, the episode and go on our merry way. Uh, is there anything we're going to see from Eric Spolster in game three that we have yet to see that's going to surprise us? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Oh, man. I might need to think about that for a second. But off the top of my head, no, because I just feel like he's already thrown out so much. Like I said, with the zone, that's one thing we haven't seen a lot. We saw in the first game a lot of full court press. Didn't necessarily necessarily see a lot of it tonight. Uh, and uh, like I've already mentioned the help defense principles a lot, but they even turned that up. Right. Like we we saw how they turned it up versus Trey. They've turned that up as well with Harden, where he's he's just not seeing space. And he, although he had a decent game, like they're making it help for him out there. So it's just tough to see what else Bo is going to throw out. Like I'm trying to think offensively. We even saw I, I, I wasn't on the last pod, but I, I pointed out to Brady last game. There was one possession that uh, Vincent Bam had the ball and in the middle in, in the mid range and, and Vincent went and sat a screen for I mean Jesus Christ set a screen for Bam and he was able to get down there and draw a foul so that was one thing that I'm like oh wow we actually saw Bam get a screen down there to get an easy scoring opportunity <laughs> he would call it for that for two years oh my god I mean look I, not that Spo never does it it's just very rare and I love what I see every time so obviously I, I would love to see more of that offensively I don't really know because they're getting to the mid-range a lot the Sixers love to allow um, mid-range shots and Jimmy's taking them I, I, I would like to see Tyler maybe take some more there I feel like for a series like this where even though he's played well right um that spot is always going to be there for him and he's really good from there I feel like he's he's made he's made some tough ones like at the end of the clock but I would like for him to seek it out a little bit other than that the Heat have done a pretty good job just generating offense versus this team the Sixers team is very weak they're, they're rebounding at a high level they they fixed the turnover I mean you know they had more turnovers than the Sixers tonight but it wasn't even really an issue they were executing on offense when they weren't turning the ball over rebounding the hell out of the ball like they've just really done every everything at a high level and proven to these teams that they're just not on the same level as them like look what they've done to the Sixers obviously without a beat but this team without Kyle Lowry We've known how things can get for them in the half court. We've known that they can blow games when Lowry's not out there. You know, if a team comes back, it's hard to create offense. But they didn't even really have trouble creating offense, right? Even in the first game with the with the not great half court offensive rating, I just thought they were able to get pretty good looks, despite it, and just weren't hitting a lot of them. So there's not really a lot to look at and and make adjustments to. It's Doc that's got to do some adjustments. This is so true. I'm glad you said that. I, I don't expect much other than what we've already seen. Um, I think that the Heat can definitely end this series quickly. We don't. Um, <laughs> um, but like that's, I guess, where I was asking is like, could we see Deadman? Like, if the Sixers are like, oh shit, this is really going bad, and we're going home, and they go completely small, does Deadman get shelved, and do we see Duncan? But I guess like at that point that's because the Sixers are on the ropes and who cares what adjustments are being made because the Heat are moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I think you're right in that Spo is going to keep doing what he's doing until they prove that they can stop any of what 
has taken place so far. A lot of it is energy and effort. Guys just going after PJ Tucker has been awesome in certain ways. Just like literally as they're taking the ball out, 94 feet, James Harden has PJ Tucker in his shirt, like that kind of stuff early in the first quarter. Like I, I recognize that. So like, that's the kind of stuff I don't see them going away from. Um, and you know, there's always the chance that a home team hits, you know, 24 threes in a game and they, you know, they puff their chests out and feel good. And then they will come home for game five and get rid That's of them. That's the only way they could win. Like, I really can't think of another way. Yeah, agreed. Um, but again, I don't expect Kyle Lowry to play. Don't expect Joel Embiid to necessarily play, although the reports suggest otherwise. And always go with the with Woj um, because obviously he's plugged in like no other. So maybe he'll play in game three or four. But ultimately, I still see the Heat winning this series. Everything is playing out perfectly. As I always say, they're fine. Uh, and they will continue to be fine as they get through this series. Again, 119-103, they wrap up game two, head up to Philadelphia for a 7 Eastern tip on Friday. That game is in Philadelphia, so they tip a little earlier there. Uh, and the arena was full, yo. Like, I know early on in the first quarter it wasn't, but I saw some from cl- some clips later in the game, and, uh, and they showed up tonight. So let's go Heat. And um, we'll be back with the rest of the week and the weekend uh, with more Five on the Floor and all Five Reasons Sports content. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.